Bugjargal by Victor Hugo, Chapter 46 The expression of pleasure which the renewal of our friendship had traced on his features faded away, and an appearance of deep grief once more pervaded them. Listen, said he coldly. My father was the king of Kakongo. Each day he sat at the door of his hut and dispensed justice amongst his subjects, and after every judgment, according to the custom of the kings, he drank a full goblet of palm wine. We were happy and powerful. The Europeans came. It was from them that I learnt the accomplishments which you appeared to be surprised at my possessing. Their chief was a Spanish captain. He promised my father territories far greater than those he now ruled over, and white wives. My father followed him with his family. Brother, they sold us. The breast of the negro rose and fell. His eyes shot forth sparks of fire. And without seeming to know what he did, he broke in his powerful grasp a young meddler tree that stood beside him. Then he continued, without appearing to address me. The master of Kakongo, in his turn, had a master, and his son toiled as a slave in the furrows of Santo Domingo. They tore the young lion from his father that they might more easily tame him. They separated the wife from the husband to bring more profit by uniting them with others. The little children looked for the mother who nursed them, for the father who bathed them in the torrents. In their place, they found cruel masters and a sleeping place shared with the dogs. He was silent. His lips moved without speaking. His eyes were fixed and wild. At last, he seized me roughly by the arm. Brother, do you hear? I have been sold to different masters like a beast of burden. Do you remember the punishment of Auger? It was on that day that I saw my father. Listen, he was on the wheel. I shuddered. He went on. My wife had been prostituted to the whites. Listen, brother, she is dead and demands vengeance. Must I tell you, continued he, hesitatingly, and lowering his eyes, I was guilty, for I loved another. But let that pass. All my people urged me to deliver and avenge them. Rask brought me their messages. I could do nothing for them. I was fast in your uncle's prison. The day which you obtained my release, I hurried off to save my children from the power of a cruel master— I arrived. Brother, the last of the grandchildren of the king of Kakongo had expired under the white man's blows. The others had preceded him. He interrupted his recital and asked me coldly, Brother, what would you have done? This frightful tale froze me with horror. I replied by a threatening gesture. He understood me, and with a bitter smile, he continued. The slaves rose against their master and punished the murder of my children. They chose me for their chief. You know the frightful excesses which brought on this rebellion. I heard that your uncle's slaves were on the point of rising. I arrived at Akul on the night upon which the insurrection broke out. You were away. Your uncle had been murdered in his bed. The Negroes had already set fire to the plantation. 
not being able to restrain them, for in destroying your uncle's property they thought they were avenging my injuries. I determined to save the survivors of his family. I entered the fort by the breach that I had made. I entrusted your wife's nurse to a faithful negro. I had more trouble in saving your Maria. She had hurried to the burning portion of the fort to save the youngest of her brothers, the sole survivor of the massacre. The blacks surrounded her. They were going to kill her. I burst upon them and ordered them to leave her to my vengeance. They were tired. I took your wife in my arms. I entrusted the child to Rask, and I bore them away to this cavern, of which I alone knew the existence and the access. Brother, such was my crime. More than ever overwhelmed with gratitude and remorse, I would again have thrown myself at Piero's feet. He stopped me with an offended air. Come, we must go, said he, a moment after, taking me by the hand. Take your wife and let us leave this, all of us. I asked him in surprise whither he was going to lead us. To the camp of the whites, answered he. This retreat is no longer safe. Tomorrow, at break of day, the whites will attack Biasu's camp. The forest will assuredly be set on fire. Besides, we have no time to lose. Ten heads will have to answer for mine. We can hasten because you are free. We must hasten because I am not. These words increased my surprise. I pressed him for an explanation. Have you not heard that Bugjargal was a prisoner? replied he impatiently. Yes, but what has Bugjargal to do with you? In his turn, he seemed astonished. And then in a grave voice, he answered, I am Bugjargal. <laughs>